0: Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are here this morning getting ready to record episode number 83. We're going to talk about a strikeout is just an out. It was a very popular Facebook post that we've put out, created a lot of conversation, a lot of discussion. So Coach Don and I are going to argue a little bit this morning for you. I think you're always entertained when we argue, so you'll get a chance to listen to us argue today. Before we do that, let's talk about our sponsors. First off, the Anderson Bat Company. Everything Fast Pitch is very proud to have Anderson Bat Company as our presenting sponsor. Anderson Bat Company is using the latest and greatest bat technology to corner the market in the fast pitch world. They have the minus nine rocket tech, the minus 10 carbon, and the minus 11 carbon light. Anderson Bat Company is using this technology to put a high performing bat in the hands of hitters that really know the difference between a good bat and a great bat. We're also working with Anderson to provide a discount for all of our listeners. Go to the Anderson Bat Company website and order your bats, use the EFP20 discount, which is for everything fast pitch, and you'll get a 20% discount. It's a great way for you to save a little bit of money on a great bat and also help support everything fast pitch at the same time. If you go to andersonbat.com and order directly, you can use the EFP20 discount code. If you enter EFP20, you're going to get 20% off And on top of the fact that you're saving some money for you on your purchase, you're going to help support what we're doing with Everything Fast Pitch. So please check out theandersonbat.com. Go ahead and order your bats there. Also, please check out patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. Coach Don and I have been at this now for a little bit more than three years. We're very fortunate. We've got a strong group of patrons that are supporting us financially. But if you're in a position where you can become a patron, we can really use your help, could really use the support. Um, Those of you that have been listening for a long time, we keep talking about the ways that we've improved and the things that we've done to try to make the podcast better. Well, all those things cost money. And unfortunately, Coach Don and I have been coming out of pocket for a long time. We're lucky now that we've got some patrons that are helping us to keep our heads above water and to continue to move forward. If you're in a position where you could help us, we would really appreciate it. There's three different levels of support that are all explained when you go to patreon.com slash everything fast pitch. So Don... Stan posted one of my blogs uh, on Facebook the other day. Once a year, we use this blog to kind of generate some conversation and get some things going. And basically, the moral of the story, the message in the blog, is that a strikeout is just an out. Right. And one of the things, now that I've spent some years in the instruction business, that I think that we are stuck in a in, in a situation that makes for a really mixed message for players and in a lot of ways creates a lot of uh, potential aggravation and, and issues on down the road. Now before we say anything else, I'm going to tell you no, I don't think striking out should be the goal. I don't think we're trying to strike out, but I think that one of the things that happens to young players is they get conditioned to thinking that a strikeout is so bad that they learn some bad habits, especially as young players, just to make contact with the ball so that no matter what, they can at least say they made contact, they didn't strike out. Well, Tori, haven't we been told for a long
1: time that uh, we just need to get a piece of it, right? We just need to you know, hang
0: in there, foul a couple off. Well, there, there's some of that that has value and some of that that I think is is potentially beneficial. But here's the thing that I don't like. I think that we send this message to young players that, As long as they make contact, no matter how they do it, that that could be a victory, that that can be a success. I think where it gets us in trouble and where it causes problems, and the reason that I don't like that way of thinking is that there's only so many hours in the day, and there's only so much time that kids are going to spend practicing anything. And hitting is one of those things that if we're going to be really good at it, I think we need a lot of focused training. And the idea of just making contact, changing your swing, doing something different to just make contact with the ball, to me, I think, is totally counterproductive. So my goal as a coach, and my goal as a hitting instructor, is to help players become so consistent that they can take the same swing over and over and over again, to basically repeat their A-plus swing every time they swing. Well, if they take an A plus swing, no matter what, they're still going to miss some. They're right. still gonna strike out some. But to me, the idea that kids can on the fly change their swing and be successful, that they can, you know all of a sudden on command swing at seventy five percent to just try to make contact, or that they can you know just choke up three or four inches and just poke at the ball to just make contact goes along with the idea of taking your A-plus swing 100% of the time, it just doesn't add up to me. But when
1: we're younger, Tori, and again, too, we're going to play back and forth on this, but when we're younger, just to put it in play creates chaos. And if taking a little bit off your swing and putting it in play, bad hops, bad throws, just bad defense on the other end can
0: be prosperous for us, right? right. And that's the trap. Ah. The trap is it works when you're eight. Right. It works some when you're 10. It stops working when you're probably 12. At and it 12. definitely doesn't work at all when you get older than that. The thing that I would love to be able to do, and I don't know if there is you know, any way to, to get some data, to have the, enough statistical data in front of you, but how many times a player chokes up, just touches the ball, just tries to make contact. How many times they get on base in comparison to their overall batting average would be if they continued to just take their real swing. Sure. And I think it's you know one of those things that we talk ourselves into kind of seeing it how we hope that it is. You know, like we have this preconceived idea. If I'm the coach that says, All right, Don, with two strikes, I want you to choke up, I want you to shorten up your swing, I choke want you and to poke. I want you to swing at three quarters of intensity. And I want you to just put the ball in play, make something happen. Right. So if you do that, let's say a hundred times over the course of the season, how many times you got a hit then compared to how many times you hit a two hopper to the pitcher and we're out, right? Or a three hopper to the second baseman and we're out, or a pop up in the infield and we're out. What the relationship would be? How that would compare to if you went up there with two strikes. Didn't change anything, and just swung like you meant to hit the ball into another time zone. If your average is really any better with the choke and poke idea as you get older, it's now, hard to compare, right, right? But but and and I would agree yeah. that when you're eight, if you can get the ball in play every time you go to the plate, you're going to get on base a lot.
1: Something's good's going to happen, right? Yeah.
0: But the damage that I think we're doing with hitters to me, is not worth the benefit of getting on base a little bit more when we're 8 or 9 or 10 versus what I think it sets us up for later on. But the excitement, Tori, the
1: excitement of the, the running to first and the ball getting thrown away and is
0: amazing, right? Right. But how does that compare to the hundreds and hundreds of hours you're going to spend when you're 13 trying to undo all the bad habits you learned? Learning how to choke and poke and punch the ball and swing three quarter speed and all that stuff. How many times have you heard coaches ask, you know, why aren't you taking your good full cut? Right. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm just trying to put it in play, coach. I am fully, absolutely 100% of the opinion that you should take your very best swing, your 100% swing, your I am trying to hit the ball into orbit swing. 100% 100% of the time. I think you should practice that swing 100% of the time, and I think you should do everything you can to possibly make that swing the most consistent, explosive, dynamic, dangerous, game-changing swing that it can be. And if that means you strike out once in a while, I can live with that. So and, there's no And I'm 100% in that uh, of that opinion. So we're going to go with there's no two strike swing. In my book, there is no two-strike swing. No two-strike swing, unless now here's the caveat: if you practice a two-strike swing just as much as you practice the "I'm going to hit it into the wood" swing, then I think you've got wait, a different argument. No, we should go two-thirds and one-third, shouldn't we? Well, and that's the problem. <laughs> okay, and that's two-thirds of them are less than two uh, strike right? And and that's where where I think the problem comes into. Again, but back we might my also
1: hit some of those first two.
0: Well, here's the th- here's the thing. I believe if you take that 100%, I'm trying to hit it into the woods, my absolute best swing 100% of the time, and you swing at the first two strikes the pitcher throws you, the chances of you being a two-strike hitter are pretty slim. Don't have to be. Right. You don't need to worry about changing your swing with two strikes because something's already happened. Okay. Now, if you're facing that amazing pitcher and you took two great swings and you missed both of them, I'd be much more confident in your ability to take the exact same swing again, adjust something with that swing, and be successful than I ever will be with the idea of, okay, now I want you to change your swing. No, I know. I'm with you. It's tough, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) I understand that striking out is not the desired outcome. I'm not saying that. But changing your swing to try to avoid a strikeout, just to put the ball in play, especially as you get older and more skilled and the defenses get better and the competition improves, becomes a trap that doesn't pay off. But it feels so much better, Tori, to get thrown out at first base on a ground ball than it
1: does to take a bad hack at a third strike and strike out, doesn't it?
0: Well, but how about the uh, (laughs) half-speed line drive that floats out to the shortstop that gets somebody else doubled off because... No, 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 Right? No. It doesn't work or, that way. Or, or the triple play because I hit that no, no, back no, no, little no, line no. drive to the shortstop who tags the runner going to third and then throws no. the runner out at first. I know
1: it's going to take a bad
0: hop, Tori. Yeah, that lazy little pop-up that's going to just float in the air. So, no, 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 no. So, it's on the and, ground. And again, so now here's, here's my caveat, and I'm going to say this again. Now, if somebody is going to be a quote-unquote two-strike hitter, if you're going to advocate that as a coach or a parent, then here's what you have to do. And there can be no discussion. They have to practice that swing enough that they are as good at it as their real swing, and that to me is the the real problem because nobody does that. And then, w- how we, good we, do you get at your regular
1: swing if you would have right?
0: If if you if, so let's say you're going to hit for let's only one. say you're going to hit for ten hours this week, should you spend ten hours working to perfect one great, amazing swing that can change the scoreboard every it time sound you so swing? Good. I like that. Or. Or five hours practicing that swing and then five hours practicing my two-strike swing where I'm going to choke up and shorten up and just poke at the ball and try to put it in play. Which So wh- I'm only half as good at each of them is what you're saying. Absolutely. Right. And, and here's the real problem. I think that kids spend 10 hours working on swing one and then on the fly on game day with no idea of what they're doing, try to change their swing to do something different. Take a little off. Right. And, and, and I, I seriously have heard these things at the ballpark in this last six months. Well, just swing at 85%. She's throwing hard. If you swing at 85% of your normal swing, that'll be perfect. You'll, you'll, you'll be right on time. It'll be just enough. And I'm thinking to myself, while I'm listening to a coach say this to one of his players, h- how is she supposed to know what 85% feels like? Timing is tough enough. Yeah. Like, like getting ready to hit isn't hard enough already that now I want her to be thinking about 85%. Not even 75%, say three quarters, let's which just,
1: I still would think is stupid. Let's just do it in 10s, yeah, 80%, but, seventy. Yeah,
0: but, but if you said 80% or 70%, only, only I, 10 would, notches. I would still think it's stupid. But to come up with, swing at 85% of your regular swing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You, you know, like you got a, 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 dial a dial on the side of your helmet that you just turn <laughs> up to 11 if you want to really hit it hard, and you turn it down to 3 if you want to just hit a pop-up to the shortstop. <laughs> right, and we get a lot of clapback whenever whenever we post this thing about a strikeout is just an out. There's probably ninety percent of the people who respond, you know, thumbs up, love it, this is great. I wish my daughter's coach thought this way. I wish my son's coach said these kinds of things. But there's always ten percent like, well, we're going to have to agree to disagree. I mean, you must be the worst hitting coach in America to think that a strikeout is the desired outcome. And I want to make sure we all understand. Nobody thinks the strikeout is the desired outcome, but trying to avoid the strikeout at all costs and changing your swing and and dividing your attention and confusing the hitter and making hitting which is pretty hard already more complicated just seems really really stupid to me i cannot get past it say so there's no
1: double plays in
0: a strikeout yeah i mean in, in, <laughs> unless it's a strikeout thrown out stealing right. but you know to me this total uh panic when a kid strikes out and we'll see it all the time your mom and dad get into a you know they're going to hyperventilate they're so upset and the coaches you know throw their arms up and stomp around at third base like oh my god you know i can't believe you struck out now i will say it's okay for you as a coach to be frustrated if your player doesn't swing at strike one doesn't swing at strike two and then takes a three quarters swing at strike three because they've never once taken their one hundred percent swinging in at bat. That I would be frustrated with. Sure, that's so, a different that's right. a different topic. Yeah, to me, the, the, all strikeouts are not created equal right? So if a kid goes up there and they take that 100%, I've worked my butt off on this swing, I have total faith in my ability to hit, I'm going to let it rip swing. I'm aggressive on the strike zone. And they strike out after they swung three times, I'm going to pat them on the back and say, hey, you learned a lot in that at bat, you're going to get them next time. Absolutely. If they go up there and they watch strike one and they watch strike two, and then they take a half wing on strike three, (laughs) I'm going to be frustrated too. So so this discussion about a strikeout is just an out. Is layered. It's not, you know, not all strikeouts are created equal. But let's start encouraging our kids to swing like they mean to change the scoreboard, and let them get really good at that. And and if we get to the point where 50 at bats into the season, that swing has them striking out 45 times, then we need to change. Then we need to change something else. Not their approach. Not not that they're trying to hit the ball as hard as they can. That there's some other problem that needs to be addressed absolutely yeah so don you didn't argue as much as i expected to because i think <laughs> deep down inside you know this whole uh having one really good swing is is pretty logical no i think it makes a lot of sense so uh, <laughs> so folks come at us come at us with uh, your uh, different opinions if you want to come on and and argue that us uh, poking the ball to get it in play is is a victory We'd love to have you come on. I'm not going to promise that it's not going to get exciting or or fun because I was going to say, Tori, my students
1: that are listening, they can uh, they can probably back me up on it. We don't talk about two strike hitting and stuff like that.
0: No, yeah, no, because and again, it's just too complicated. Take, it's, it, take it's, your cut. Yeah, the number of times during a week that I say our goal is for you to be consistent that you take the same explosive attacking swing every swing. If I had a nickel for every time I said that, I could retire. I'm yeah. 100% committed. I've been 100% committed to it as long as I can remember. You know, once upon a time when I first started coaching, I was as ill-informed as could possibly be, and I can remember back to thinking that a kid should take a, a called strike in every at-bat. And now I look back on my thinking in those days, and it embarrasses me that I used to think that way because now if she throws it over the plate on strike one and it's the first pitch you've seen and it looks juicy, I want you to swing like you mean to hit it into the trees. <laughs> and then, if you do it again and again, eventually we'll start hitting it. And then, when we hit it, it's going to be good. It's not going to be weak. It's not going to be wimpy. It's not going to be victim hitting. Right. All right. And so, anything else, Don? No, I think that's a good topic for uh, yeah, sure. I, I enjoyed this one a lot. So, for uh, uh Coach Don McKinley and our producer, Stan Lewis, this is Coach Tory saying thanks for listening to episode number 83 of Coach Prep. Check out our sponsors please check out patreon.com slash everything pitch and Anderson Bat Company. Have a good week.